It is indeed our pleasure, our honor. We bend the knee seldom, but we bend the knee in this occasion. As we welcome back to Sports Talk, draft pick, first round, number one in South Carolina history, All-American, All-SEC, no, you weren't All-SEC, whatever you were back then, number 25, the good doctor, Rick Sanford, and belated happy birthday. Well, thank you, Phil. You know, that's quite a welcome you gave me. I was all independent, though. (laughs) (laughs) I was just testing you. I was just testing you. It is great to have you with us. My apologies, because I planned to have you last week. I even mentioned we were going to have you, and I dropped the ball. It was the day that Saban retired. What was your reaction when you heard that come down? Well, I'm not really surprised. I mean, he was 72 years old, and um, I guess in this uh, phase of of his life, and this time, you know, with the NIL and all that going on, I mean, who wants to fight all that? I I don't really – understand you know how the ncaa has you know they're gonna have to do something about this i or either if they don't it's just gonna college football is kind of gonna go away and just i I, you know they use it right now really anyway phil for a feeder system for the nfl Mm -hmm. but then it's you know now it's going to be you know just almost college is not going to be college anymore but it seems like rick people still love college football television ratings which i think are somewhat influenced by all the gambling and people watching to see if they're they win their bet but right now i don't see where the interest is being impacted now it might happen 10 or 15 years down the road maybe less maybe not but right now i don't see where anything's being hurt by what's going on believe me now i'm not crazy about it i've sort of accepted it i'm not crazy about it but i don't see where it's hurting anything right now in those areas where you look to see if something is starting to lose lose itself well phil i think you have to look at um the the haves and the have-nots in the future and the haves are going to be the ones that's going to get all the players and and those are the schools that can afford these people the texas the texas a&m the southern cows the uh, probably Ohio State, the you know these type of people uh, that that can afford the you know the NIL, uh, and then they're going to continue to win. Now, what's going to happen to the teams that are going to be middle tier though, Phil? Don't you think some of those fans are finally going to just say, "I've had it. We're not winning. We're not going to win." Uh, I think the interest is going to wane at some point if the NCAA, which is the athletic director the way I understood it always, right? The mm-hmm. NCAA is the athletic. When are they going to do something about this? I mean, they have that, you know, and, and the thing that really aggravates me about it is that they had plenty of opportunities. They've done nothing but enrich themselves, and they had plenty of opportunity through the years to fix this, and they never did make an attempt to. It's called pure greed on their part. There's no question about that up and down the line. A couple of weeks ago, I went down the list of, who do you blame for where we are? You know what? I blamed everybody. Presidents, yeah. ADs, coaches for their greed, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, fans for their greed and that they want their teams to win so badly that they're willing mm-hmm. to uh, pay money directly to the players. But now let me ask you this. I mean, it's a system. I just don't see how, and you're exactly right with what you're saying, 
I don't see how it can sustain itself in that you have to replenish the kitty every year. So, like, you're a school, you're an NIL, and you got your people who give your $25, your $50, and and that's, you know, that's fine. But you're not going to get anywhere with that. you got to have people who are going to give you, you know, several hundred thousand, if not more in some cases. And you might go to them one year and say, look, man, we need $600,000 to keep this quarterback to help us win. Mm-hmm. All right? So you get a guy to do that. Okay, this guy, he he plays, whatever. He leaves. And now next year, you got a wide receiver that you need to pay $400,000 to to keep him to help you win. Well, you're going to go back to the same guy? Or have you got some? The point is, you're constantly having to go back and replenish the kitty. How are mm-hmm. you going to sustain that over the next how many years, decades, trying to run a system that way? I don't know that you can. I, 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 I'm, I'm like you, Phil. I, I agree with what you're saying. And I don't, I don't know how you're going to be able to do that when you don't have but – uh, you know, donors age too. You know, they're going to age out, and then you got to go look for new donors. It's just going to be a continual cycle. I just think the NCAA brought this on themselves. Um, I, it's not that I blame the players. I, I, I really blame more so. I blame the admins, like you said, the uh, the the people uh, who were really, I think, responsible for this. They didn't have a problem enriching themselves. But they sure had a problem, you know, giving some kind of stipend to players that, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous to me, Phil, when you when you look at a player that can't even go sign autographs mm-hmm. and make money off of it. I mean, I mean, you know, and then there's some type of certain food you can't feed a player or something. Yeah. I mean, what what is that all about? Yeah, I mean, they were over the top, no question about it. They were severely over the top with their heavy handedness. In, in trying to legislate everything. They were trying to legislate everything. And, mm-hmm. look, we, we know that there were schools doing stuff under the table back then, which today it would be totally legal. Though the NCAA now, I don't know where they came up with this, you know, this, this penalty that they've imposed on Florida State for violating their NIL rules, well, then you might as well go ahead and prosecute 75 other schools right now. Because Florida State is by far and away not alone in what they've been using NIL to entice recruits or to try to keep players, which the NCAA states you can't do. It's just, and it's open. Nobody's even hiding the fact that they're trying to buy players to either stay or come to their program. So you might as well go ahead and start prosecuting about 75 other programs. Well, I totally agree with you. And I, I, I uh, I don't understand how you can single out you know, one school when they've all been doing it, uh, you know, and I, I don't mean all, but, you know, like you said, there's probably multiple schools oh, out yeah. there have been doing the same thing. Uh, are they just waiting around to see when <laughs> when somebody's going to knock on their door or what uh, in regards to this finding? But, you know, Phil, it, it could have been averted, I think, a long time ago. If they, you know, I said this a long time ago. I said, if you'd have given – Every one of those players, two thousand dollars a month, he probably would never be in this position, and, you know. And their education, mm-hmm. you know, but but education's kind of fell by the wayside. Uh, but two or three thousand dollars a month would have been, dude, that would have been like um, you'd have thought you were rich playing in college with that kind of money. Would have made you happy, uh, and, wouldn't and it? Help. It would have oh, made you happy. Well, just, <laughs> 
Well, how many players are on scholarship, Phil? Is it is it eighty or ninety? Or you can have eighty-five on scholarship. Okay, so eighty-five times two or three. You know, I'd much rather be paying one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars up to maybe what two hundred and fifty uh, for for all the players and keeping everybody happy than the money they're having to pay out to one one to four or five guys right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Good point. It, it's crazy. Very lucky to have a guest who can actually be a Swiss Army knife as Rick Sanford joins us now because he's an expert in college sports. He's also an expert in the NFL. And Rick wanted to uh, focus in on the NFL. And I was telling Phil, uh, after we got through the wild card weekend, the super wild card weekend that the NFL has now uh, promoted onto on us with six games this past weekend, none of them outside of the uh, Rams-Detroit Lions game was all that competitive. Is that an mm-hmm. indictment? Because we don't have guys opting out of playoff games in the NFL. They, they want to win. All those teams <laughs> want to win. Is that, is that an indictment on the new schedule, the new expanded playoffs, or is it just an aberration in your mind that, uh, no offense, Phil, that a seven seed can go in and knock off a, a team like Dallas to open up the uh, playoffs? That wasn't just any seventh seed. That was the Green Bay <laughs> Packers. Yes, sir. All right. You didn't have to give Phil. You should have never said that. Uh, I tell you, open the floodgate. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I had to listen to it all night Monday, Rick. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. No, no, I mean, you can go back. I think that the thing about the NFL is that all all teams are competitive. I mean, they're all professional athletes. This is what I used to tell. I said, I never understood why people bet on sports. Because <laughs> on any, any – I mean – I mean, and, and especially pro football. And I'll tell you the reason. I mean, you can get lucky every now and then, but they're all professional athletes. And, that you know, there are going to be some upsets occasionally in that game, I can just tell you, because, it, you know, you're, there's there's a fine line between how good those players are compared, you know, competitively with one another. So I, I just, you know, I, I think it's great the way they, they've um, – done the playoffs now and uh, a team like the Packers you know can get hot like this at the end of the season go back to when the Giants beat the Patriots you know and when the Patriots were 18 and 0 the Giants just got hot at the end of the season so I mean it's a it's a good opportunity for for teams to you know have the chance to continue to play uh, I think the Packers feel by the way I mean that was a wonderful victory anytime the Cowboys lose it's a great thing mm. uh, but you know but I will say this Phil I think they're about ready to get mowed down this coming week. <laughs> <laughs> well I think that uh, well, funny. The, the challenge just, is great let, uh, let me just defend my Packers here the challenge is great okay but I think that um, we'll see what happens the 49ers have weapons um, running back, tight end, wide receiver, you know, per- <laughs> everywhere. Well, and their defense—they got a great sack man on defense. You know, I know that. Yeah. But uh, okay, let's just, I don't, let's just don't sell the package too short right now, Doctor Rick. Let's don't sell them too short. All right. Well, I will say this, Phil: you're going to owe me lunch at the Packers. No, I'll take the 49ers and you take the Packers. And you All know right? what? And, we'll, and I'll whoever. and I will only take five points. Okay, I'll only take five <laughs> points. <laughs> I knew you were coming with the points. <laughs> <laughs> But, Rick, it brings up an interesting question, though, about San Francisco and also on the AFC side of the coin, Baltimore. You've been in the NFL for – used to play in the NFL for a long time. 
What is momentum like in the playoffs? I mean, is there an advantage to having that week off, or does Green Bay actually have maybe the upper hand because they're coming in hot, as you pointed out, having won a playoff game already on the road in a place that nobody else had won this season? I mean, does Green Bay maybe have an edge because they played last weekend? Well, I, you know, that is a, a theory out there. I think, in my opinion, I would want the rest. But um, it, there is something to be said for, um, you know, continuing to play. Uh, I think that it does help the Packers because the Packers are young. That is one thing about the Packers. That's one of the youngest teams I've seen in the NFL to to be as accomplished as they are. So that, that field tells you good things for the future. Mm-hmm. I, and I think Jordan Love is has definitely come into his own. Um, he has played just outstanding football for about the last nine or ten weeks. Uh, so uh, who was that guy that used to have it quarterback? You don't need him. Yeah. You're, you're, you guys are doing fine. He's too you busy trying good. to solve every problem on the planet, so that's fine. And, and <laughs> sitting in dark rooms and things like that. So we appreciated the contributions, but time to move on. All right. Okay. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, appreciate his contributions, but time to move on. Uh, That's right. Dr. Rick is with us for a few more minutes here. I went to the uh, funeral today for Art Baker over in Sumter, and I know that was somebody that you knew extremely well, both of you in the South Carolina Athletic Hall of Fame, and um, your paths crossed, I'm sure, many, many times on football fields and football offices. And what are your, what are your remembrances and your thoughts about him? Well, he was a wonderful man, number one. One of the kindest gentlemen that you would ever meet uh, was Art Baker. There's no doubt about that. He uh, was a, he actually recruited me, Phil, when he was at Furman uh, coming out of high school. Really? And I, uh, Yes, got to know Coach Baker and uh, really a fine man. I've known him for years and years and years, and he's he's just one of the nicest, kindest people you would ever meet. Now, I'm I, I don't know if his former players would say the same, but I, I think you, one thing about Coach Baker, I think he was always a fair person about everything, and he always um, he he just he just had a zest about him. You know, when you sat down and talked to him, you you just were he just brought out happiness, and he was just such a kind man. And I I hated to see his passing, but boy, I tell you, he you talk about an icon and in the state of South Carolina in athletics, his, his career at Citadel, Furman, and when he was at South Carolina. And look at that coaching tree he coached mm-hmm. under, you know, back with well, – go back and look at uh, Coach Jim Carlin's uh, – you know, when Jim was coaching, uh, Art was on the staff. Bobby Bowden was on his staff at Texas Tech. I mean, you just go in West Virginia and you go back and look at, at his coaching tree, and I'm sure he has spurned out tons of coaches himself. So – um, he, you know, you just can't say enough good things about a man like Coach Art Baker. Absolutely. In fact, they had several of his former Eau Claire high school players were there. They asked they mm-hmm. asked those guys to stand, and we all know about the guys that coached under him at Eau Claire. You know, Dick Sheridan, uh, Jimmy Satterfield, uh, Steve Robertson. Um, I think Mike O'Kane. Yep. was on that staff. Uh, but, but one I did not know until they mentioned it today was Buddy Sasser. I didn't know Buddy Sasser was on that Eau Claire High School coaching staff. I did not know that either. Mm-mm. I did not know. And, and boy, what, what a high school staff. Really? <laughs> I mean, that's some serious coaching right there, dude. Yeah, that is some serious coaching. <laughs> I think I'd find a way to play football at Eau Claire back then <laughs> if I could. 
<laughs> speaking of coaching, speaking of coaching, before we let you go here, next three or four minutes, let's get your your take on uh, Clemson and South Carolina coming off of this past season. What kind of what kind of uh, opinion? What kind of take do you have on the job Dabo Sweeney did at Clemson, the kind of job uh, Shane Beamer did at South Carolina? Well, I think, uh, you know, Dabo, it, it, as much as he gets criticized, you know, you win 10 games, I mean, that's still a pretty good program. Uh, but I, I do think they did very well. The, the thing that I, I would be concerned about if I was Clemson is my quarterback play, Phil. I, I just, I'm just not sold on Klubnik uh, going forward. Now, that doesn't mean I don't think he's a good football player. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good football player, but I, I just, there's something missing there, and I don't know what it is. I think it, he needs to improve his passing. He needs to do uh, uh, quite a few things about his mechanics. I think need to be better and. Um, I'm just not sold there. I think that Clemson needs to, um, you know, look at look at competition at the quarterback level, and I'm sure they do. They look at quarterback. You know, they've done this before with with DJ and when they brought Klubnik along. So I don't know, Phil. I'm I'm, I'm a little skeptical at their quarterback, but you know, they still won ten games, so that's still not a bad season. Over on the South Carolina side, I thought Shane did the best job he could with what he had. I, I think South Carolina. Um, uh, has a they just have a ways to go, Phil. They just have a ways to go, and that they're going to have to continue to try to build themselves through the portal. That's a very very tough job. I've said it for years. South Carolina is is very difficult because of the conference they play in, and because of the people that are in that conference with them. And it's going to be difficult to continue to you know win uh, a ten win season over there is is a monumental thing. Look at Ole Miss this year winning as many as they did. That's monumental for Ole Miss to compete in that conference uh, like that. Now, I, I'll be I'll be interested to see if Ole Miss can sustain that, like the programs like Georgia and Alabama and, and those type schools. I don't think they will. I think they'll be good next year, but I don't know that they can sustain it. And I'm not sure if you're a South Carolina fan, that you're ever going to be be able to expect, you know, nine and ten win seasons as long as they're playing in the Southeastern Conference. I think you can, you know, I think a great season for South Carolina now is looking at seven or eight wins. That's just the way it is. And that, you've, got to, you've got to accept that. And, um, and I still think, you know, there's going to be a lot of questions to be answered for South Carolina at the quarterback position this year. And it's going to be difficult for, you know, unless we can get some protection up front uh, for sellers and, or whoever's going to be the quarterback. I think it's going to be him. But I, I think I think that they're going to struggle as long as they can't protect the quarterback. And, yeah, I, I applaud Rattler for hanging in there the way he did this year because there were times, uh, I tell you, I don't, I don't know how he stayed upright as much as he did. Uh, but – you know, hopefully Sellers will come in and do well, and hopefully this kid from Arkansas coming in will help. You know, with the running game, and I think they, you know, they've got a chance. I, I think, but when you're South Carolina, I think you're looking at seven to eight wins, and if you have that, I think that's a very, very successful season. Doctor Rick, always great talking to you. Happy birthday once again. You still, you know, Thank look you. like you could put the pads on today and flatten somebody. So, you know, well. I'm just too skinny and too stiff for that now, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love you, man, and thanks for being with us on hey, the program thanks. as always. And thanks, we Rick. will see you down the road. Thanks, Rick. Miss you, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank y'all so very much for having me on. Great talking to you. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Thank Dr. You. Rick Sanford, number 25.
in your program. Number one, draft pick, state of South Carolina history, outstanding seven-year, eight-year career NFL, All-American, Gamecocks. Still can crack your bones because, you know, he is a doctor. Be right back. 